Welcome to Franklin Covey's Be a Better Leader series. I'm your host, Lena Rinne. I serve as the Vice President of Consulting for Franklin Covey, and we're thrilled to have you here. On this season of Be a Better Leader, we're discussing how to be a more successful leader. In this episode, we're breaking down the old, outdated ways of leadership, and we're focusing on a more relevant, timely style of leadership, becoming a trust and inspire leader. We're going to discuss why this shift in leadership style is critical to the success of your organization and how it can solve some of the biggest challenges that we face as leaders today. With us is Stephen M. R. Covey, best-selling author and expert thought leader of this episode's topic, to discuss how leaders can become trust and inspire leaders and transform their teams and organizations. Stephen, welcome. Hey, it's wonderful to be with you again, Lena. I always enjoy this. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. I always enjoy it as well. So let's get right into it. We're talking about trust and inspire leadership and shifting to a more relevant way to lead. Can you give us an overview of what a trust and inspire leader is? Yeah. So trust and inspire is really just trying to describe the kind of leadership that is needed and relevant in our world today. And the best way to describe it is by the contrast to what it's not, the command and control, the old style that, you know, kind of views people as things and tries to just get efficiency out of that. And we've kind of grown up in that, but it's a new world of work and people don't want to be managed. They want to be led, trusted and inspired. So trust and inspire is all about the kind of leadership that's going to see the potential in the people that we're leading, communicate it, develop it and unleash it so that we close the gap between, um, people's potential and their performance. And we unleash that talent for the good of the mission, the purpose, what we're all about, but also for the growth of the people. And, and it's really uh, all about how in a new world of work, we need a new way to lead. And I'm calling it trust and inspire in contrast to the old command and control. That's the idea. Perfect. And in our last episode, we talked about the fundamental belief that there is potential in everyone. And we want to talk about another one of those fundamental beliefs today. Can you share with us the idea of the whole person and, and what that means? Yeah. And the reason these fundamental beliefs are important is because that's, they comprise our paradigm. You know, how we view people, how we view leadership. And from our paradigm flows our behavior. So the fastest way to change behavior change your paradigm. And if you, a paradigm is a mental map to describe the territory, if you will, but the map is not the territory. It's just a representation. If you have a, a faulty map, a bad map or a limited map of the territory, that won't be as valuable and as useful to you as a leader. And so we want to have a more complete, more accurate, more relevant map, paradigm of the territory, a belief about people. And the first one we described in, in our last session, the idea that people have greatness inside of them. You mentioned that everyone has greatness. The fundamental belief I'd like to describe today is this idea that people are whole people, body, heart, mind, spirit, they're a, they're a whole person, not a fragmented or compartmentalized person. They bring their whole selves to work, not just their economic self to work. Yeah. They're a whole person. So if you buy that belief that people are whole people, then the corollary that follows to that is this, that because people are whole people, my job as a leader is to inspire 
not merely to motivate. Right. See, if people were just physical beings, economic beings, and that was it, then motivation would be sufficient. I could, you know, through motivation, through carrot and stick, through rewards, through pay, taking care of the physical need, uh, that would be sufficient for them if they were just economic beings. And some people, you know, at the extreme, the command and control views people as just economic beings. But when you view people holistically, that they're whole people, body, heart, mind, spirit, and they bring their whole selves to work, then it shifts from motivation to inspiration. I want to inspire people. Motivation is external, it's extrinsic. It's outside of self. And you know, done through care and stick, through rewards. Inspiration is internal, it's yeah. intrinsic, it's inside of people. And inspire comes from the Latin term inspirare, which means to breathe life into. So I breathe life into people, into relationships, into teams, into cultures, whereas command and control t tends to suck the life out of. Yeah. But Trust Inspire breathes life into this and it ignites the fire that's within the whole person. They wanna be inspired, not just motivated. And that's the idea. But it starts with that fundamental belief of how I see people. A more accurate, more complete view of people is that they are a complete whole person, not a fragmented, compartmentalized person. Which we are, right? I mean, we are whole people. And it feels like if you think back, there may have been a time where the expectation was that you leave your home life at home, right? I mean, there, there was almost encouraged to cut that part of you off when you're at work. And right. it doesn't feel like that is the reality anymore. So I'm curious to understand how seeing people for all that they are can actually inspire them to be their best and, and help them contribute their best work. Can you share more about that? Absolutely, yeah. If you look at the needs that people have as a whole person, yes, they have the physical economic need. So they wanna be paid, they wanna be paid fairly and, and, and contribute, that's the economic. But they also have the need of their heart, which is the emotional need. They desire connection and caring and even love. And when there is a sense of connection, when you connect with people emotionally with their heart, that will inspire them. Caring about another person inspires that person. When they feel that you care and they feel a sense of belonging as they're part of something. So caring and belonging, that's the emotional need. It flows from the heart that we all have. And if I only saw people as economic, I'd focus just on the pay. But because I see people as a whole person, yes, there's the body, but there's the heart, the, the need for to feel cared for and a sense of caring, but also a sense of belonging. Mm -hmm. That's now I'm bringing out the more of from that person. Yeah. Then when I add to it the mind, the idea of the intellect and the and the and the you know the creative elements and the talents and the skills to be able to utilize that to develop that your capabilities what you can offer that's another need that I have as a person I want to contribute and I want to use my best and and give my best and yeah. and use what I'm capable of contributing and be creative and innovative then I'm tapping into again a bigger part of the whole person not just doing the minimum required to keep a job. And then when I add to it, then finally the idea of the spirit, which is the desire for purpose and for meaning and for contribution, for significance to matter. You know, people have a desire for purpose. We all do. And especially, um, you know, millennials and Gen Z, but I think every generation does. 
It's, it's not just the younger generations. Every generation does. They want purpose. And that's that holistic need. And so when I view people as, again, not just economic, where I just need to motivate, but as whole people, including the people that have, have a desire to have purpose, meaning, and contribution in their lives to matter, then I'm tapping into that. See, you can, you can, um, you can elicit people's backs and hands through motivation, but to really unleash their hearts and minds, that needs to come through inspiration. And to tap into the greatest contributions, into purpose, meaning, and meaning, that comes from inspiration. And so I'm just viewing the whole person. And because I see people that way, I unleash all dimensions of their personality, all dimensions that they can bring to a job so that they, they bring their best self to work, the whole self to work. And that is more than just doing the minimum. I'm getting their best contributions in every way. And they become the best version of themselves. And I inspire that from them, not just motivate the economic contribution. Yeah, there's a feeling to what you're talking about. And if my leader sees me that way, I you can feel the difference. Like I want to lean in, I want to be there, I want to contribute. You know, you've talked about seeing direct reports as assets and how that's an outdated perspective. In fact, there's an old saying that many organizations still use that says people are our most important asset. And I think they mean it in a really positive way, but why do you think this could be a potentially harmful view of our team members? Yeah, again, again, I think like you are suggesting, Lena, that, that the intention, the idea behind it is still a good idea, that you're trying to see people as a positive, as an asset. The danger comes if you push it to the extreme the language sometimes can matter. And, you know, we try to utilize assets. We try to use assets and we try to, you know, milk assets sometimes and go as yes. far as you can go. And the danger when you push it to the extreme is that an asset is a thing. And if you start to treat people as an asset, as if they were a thing yeah. and not of independent value and worth as a human being, but just as a thing, that kind of mindset is more the motivation mindset, more the command and control mindset, and more the thing paradigm of people. And again, our whole idea is that we manage things and we lead people. And when we start to manage people like they were things, that's where we lose effectiveness with people. Be efficient with things, be effective with people. The moment we try to become efficient with people, we lose effectiveness. So the danger pushed to the extreme of people are our most important assets. The sentiment behind it is good, yeah. but pushed to the extreme, the danger is that I start to view people as if they were things, and I start to manage them as if they were things, as opposed to distinguishing between the management of things and the leadership of people. People, again, don't want to be managed. People want to be led, trusted, yes. and inspired. Yes, yes, so well said. And we talked about it in our last episode. No one wants to be a thing. No one does. <laughs> and yet that yeah, we don't. And, and yet that language is imbued in organizations all over the place. Again, maybe with good intent, but it's human resources, right? It's a resource, it's not people. So that's an interesting perspective. Um, another thought I wanted to have as we as we wind down, you know, people really can't be compartmentalized. They're not um, one dimensional. 
So they really do bring their whole selves to work, whether we want to acknowledge that or not. And it is important that we recognize that as leaders, in part because we deliver better outcomes when we do. Um, can you talk about how seeing people as whole people actually drives our success as leaders? It drives our success as leaders because we will do two things. We'll be able to achieve better results. Why? Because we're tapping into all of the talents and capabilities that people as whole people have to give, not just the minimum that they have to give to keep the job, but all the discretionary effort and all the creativity and the innovation and the passion and the commitment and the capability that they have to offer. They have so much more to offer than they're often able to give. We'll tap into that and that will help us achieve better results. And we will not only grow the people in the process, we'll develop greater well-being, greater energy, yeah. greater joy. Why? Because we'll be inspiring and breathing life into and lighting the fire within as opposed to just motivating externally, extrinsically through rewards. Inspiring is such a better way to lead in our world today. And, and so that's what we'll be tapping into, inspiration. This is the inspire in the trust and inspire idea. And it comes from because we know people are whole people, whole beings, and therefore we, our job as a leader is to inspire, not merely motivate. And inspiring others brings out the best in them. It, it achieves greater well-being for them. That helps create a, a greater culture and it also happens to produce better outcomes and better results because of how you're tapping in to all the capabilities that people have to offer their true greatness inside of them. It's amazing. It's amazing. So well said. Thank you, Stephen. Thanks for joining us today. Thank you for sharing your amazing insights with us. Absolutely. And Great to be with you, Lena. Thank you, Stephen. And to those of you watching and listening, here's your challenge. First, ask yourself, what is your paradigm? Are you seeing your team members as the whole people that they are? Are you doing all that you can to support, build, and inspire them? And what actions could you take today to do this? For more helpful resources on becoming a trust and inspire leader, visit us at franklincovey.com.